chapter sixteen of recollections and letters of general robert e lee by robert e lee jr this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter sixteen an adviser of young men lee's policy as college president his advice on agricultural matters his affection for his prospective daughter-in-law fitzhugh's wedding the general's ovation at petersburg his personal interest in the students under his care the college exercises were resumed in the last weeks of september my mother and sisters were all back at home the president's work now more in hand began to show results the number of students this session was largely increased and the outlook of the college was very much brighter he had from the beginning of his presidency a distinct policy and plan which he had fully conceived and to which he steadily adhered so that all his particular measures of progress were but consistent steps in its development his object was nothing less than to establish and perfect an institution which should meet the highest needs of education in every department at once and without waiting for the means to be provided in advance he proceeded to develop this object under his advice new chairs were created and professors called to fill them so that before the end of the first year the faculty was doubled in numbers still additional chairs were created and finally a complete system of schools was established and brought into full operation so admirably was the plan conceived and administered by general lee that heterogeneous as were the students especially in the early years each one found his proper place and all were kept in line of complete and systematic study under this organization and especially under the inspiration of his central influence the utmost harmony and utmost energy pervaded all the departments of the college the highest powers of both professors and students were called forth under the fullest responsibility the standards of scholarship were rapidly advanced and soon the graduates of washington college were the acknowledged equals of those from the best institutions elsewhere and were eagerly sought after for the highest position as teachers in the best schools the results were due directly and immediately more than to all other causes to the personal ability and influence of general lee as president of the college so wrote professor edward s joins in an article published soon after general lee's death in the university monthly all of this had not been accomplished as yet but the work was well advanced and the results began to be evident his health had not been strong since the middle of the summer but he never ceased in his endeavor to better the condition of the college and to improve the minds morals and bodies of the young men committed to his charge he writes to me about this time encouraging me to renewed efforts telling me how to better my condition and advising me not to be cast down by difficulties lexington virginia october twenty sixth eighteen sixty seven my dear rob your letter of the tenth did not give me a very favorable account of yourself or your prospects but i have no doubt it was true and therefore commendable we must not however yield to difficulties but strive the harder to overcome them i am sorry for the failure of your crops your loneliness and uncomfortableness and wish it were in my power to visit you and advise with you but you must come up this winter when convenient and we will discuss the whole matter fitzhugh i hope will be married soon and then he will have more time to counsel with you i hope between you two you will devise some mode of relief 
the only way to improve your crop is to improve your land which requires time patience and good cultivation lime i think is one of the chief instruments and i advise you to apply that systematically and judiciously i think too you had better purchase another pair of mules i can help you in these items and if you need can advance you five hundred dollars then as regards a house i can help you in that too but you must first select a site and a plan the first can only be found on the land and the latter might be adopted on the progressive principle commencing with the minor members and finishing with the principal ones as convenience or necessity might authorize if no better can be found how would the present site answer if you are going to cultivate the lower part of the farm it would at least have the advantage of convenience or if you thought it better to divide and sell your farm it would answer for one of the divisions i am clear for your marrying if you select a good wife otherwise you had better remain as you are for a time an imprudent or uncongenial woman is worse than the minx footnote i had written to him that they had destroyed all my hens End note. i think upon the whole you are progressing very well and have accomplished the worst part a failure in crops will occur occasionally to every farmer even the best with favourable surroundings it serves a good purpose inculcates prudence and economy and excites energy and perseverance these qualities will overcome everything you are very young still and if you are virtuous and laborious you will accomplish all the good you propose to yourself let me know if you want the money we are pretty well i am better and your poor mother more comfortable i think than she was last year the girls are as usual and custis is in far better health than he was before his visit to the springs he seems however not happy and i presume other people have their troubles as well as farmers god bless you my son and may he guard guide and direct you in all you do all would unite in love did they know i was writing truly and affectionately your father r e lee robert e lee jr my brother fitzhugh was to be married that autumn this event so soon to take place gave my father great pleasure he was an earnest advocate of matrimony and was constantly urging his sons to take to themselves wives with his daughters he was less pressing though apparently always willing to have another daughter he did not seem to long for any more sons he thus writes to my brother when his engagement was formally announced to him lexington virginia september twenty eighteen sixty seven my dear fitzhugh i have been anxious for some time to write to you to express the pleasure i have felt at the prospects of your marriage with miss bowling but sickness has prevented and i am still so feeble that i cannot attend to the pressing business connected with the college as you know how deeply i feel all that concerns you you may feel assured of the pleasure i derived from your letter to your mother informing her of your engagement i have the most pleasing recollection of miss tabb and of her kindness to me and now that she has consented to be my daughter the measure of my gratitude is filled to overflowing i hope she will not delay the consummation for i want to see her very much and i fear she will not come to see me until then you must present her my warm love and you both must accept my earnest prayers and most fervent wishes for your future happiness and prosperity i am glad that your house is progressing and that your crops promise well i hope that you soon will be able to come and see me 
your mother i hope has derived some benefit from her visit to the springs her general health is improved but i see no relaxation in her rheumatic complaint the girls are quite well and all send love your affectionate father r e lee general william h f lee the young lady who was so soon to become a member of his family was miss mary tabb bowling the daughter of mr g w bowling of petersburg virginia her father had been very kind to general lee during the eventful months of the siege of that town and his daughter had been often to see him and was a great favourite of his my brother was especially anxious that his father should be present at his wedding and had been urging him to make his arrangements to come the sickness to which he frequently alludes in his recent letters had been annoying him since his return from the white sulphur springs up to this time and he now writes proposing that my brother and bride should come to him instead of his going down to the wedding lexington virginia october twenty five eighteen sixty seven my dear fitzhugh i have been wishing to write to you every day since the reception of your letter of the sixth instant but have been prevented by business and sickness i am delighted that your marriage is so near at hand and it would give me great pleasure to attend but i do not think that i could add to the enjoyment of any one i suppose it will take place in church according to the present fashion and i should see very little of you i therefore propose that instead of going directly to the white house you both come up here and spend as much time with us as you can it will give your house more time for completion and i suppose the pretty bride will want to see her old father and mother and what kind of people her sisters are at any rate i want to see her very much and i should be unable to do so in petersburg as she would be surrounded by her old beaux and companions we shall all be delighted to see you and you may go back as soon as you are tired tell me what you think of this plan there is another thing i wish you to aid me in to tell me what agreeable present i can make to my daughter to remind her hereafter of her papa or if i send you a hundred dollars will you get for me something she would like i have been quite sick lately but am better now the rest of the family are as usual and your mother i hope is more comfortable than she was last year i am very glad you have enjoyed good health all the summer and hope that nothing will occur to mar the happiness of your wedding or to postpone it your devoted father r e lee my brother after receiving this ran up to lexington and paid him a short visit his next letter shows that he had yielded to his wishes and had determined to be present at his wedding lexington virginia november fifteenth eighteen sixty seven my dear fitzhugh i received this morning your letter of the thirteenth and am glad to hear of your safe arrival and of the favourable condition of things at your home i was afraid your house would not be ready at the time supposed but i would not delay the wedding on that account you can exist without it we have one here at your service though a poor one i am obliged to you for having arranged about my clothes upon reflection i think it better not to go to the white house and roman coke before the wedding you and robert could hardly pay the necessary attention to business matters with your hands filled with love and matrimony i think of catching up rob and marrying him to some of my sweethearts while i am down so as to prevent the necessity of going down again custis says it will be inconvenient for him to leave here before the time necessary for him to reach petersburg by the twenty eighth and we have arranged to commence our journey on monday night twenty fifth instant at two p m so as to reach richmond 
tuesday evening remain there the twenty seventh and go to petersburg the twenty eighth i do not think i shall be able to go to the white house at all i should not be able to aid you or rob my only object and would put you to much trouble we are all as you left us and miss you and mildred very much very affectionately your father r e lee general william h f lee so it was all settled satisfactorily my brother gained his point and my father arranged his affairs so that he could absent himself without detriment to his work at the college he left on the appointed day and hour and the morning after arriving in richmond writes my mother exchange hotel richmond november twenty sixth eighteen sixty seven my dear mary we reached here yesterday about four p m after a not uncomfortable journey and found fitzhugh waiting for the important event i doubt whether his house will be finished from his account till january though he thinks it will his plans i believe as far as he can form them are to leave petersburg the morning after the wedding for baltimore where they will probably spend a week gathering up their furniture etc and after that all is undetermined i renewed the invitation for their visit to us but he could not decide robert is expected to-morrow mildred is well and seems to be perfectly happy as she had on last evening a dress about two yards longer than norvell's i saw mr davis who looks astonishingly well and is quite cheerful he inquired particularly after you all he is at judge old's no one seems to know what is to be done judge chase had not arrived yesterday but it was thought probable that he would reach here in the ten o'clock train last night i have not heard this morning i will present myself to the court this morning and learn i hope what they wish of me williams wickham is here and will attend the wedding annie will also go fitzhugh is to go out to hickory hill this morning and return this afternoon to pay his adieu mrs caskey was not well last evening the rest as usual and send much love custis is well and i have my clothes i left my sleeve buttons in my shirt hanging up in my dressing-room ask cornelia to take care of them mr alexander said he would send you up some turkeys and colonel johnston that he would help you revise the manuscript it is time i should get my breakfast as i wish to transact some business before going to court give much love to the girls and everybody i hope you are well and will want for nothing while i am away most truly yours r e lee mrs m c lee general lee was summoned this time as a witness in the trial of mr davis but after some delay a nolle prosequi was filed general lee after the war was asked by a lady his opinion of the position and part mr davis had taken and acted during the war he replied if my opinion is worth anything you can always say that few people could have done better than mr davis i know of none that could have done as well on the morning after the wedding he writes to my mother petersburg november twenty ninth eighteen sixty seven my dear mary our son was married last night and shone in his happiness the bride looked lovely and was in every way captivating the church was crowded to its utmost capacity and the streets thronged everything went off well and i will enter into details when i see you mr wickham and annie mr fry john wood and others were present 
mr davis was prevented from attending by the death of mrs howell the mrs haxall miss enders miss giles etc came down from richmond fitzhugh lee was one of the groomsmen custis very composed and rob suffering from chills many of my acquaintances were present and everybody was very kind regrets were often expressed that you mary and agnes were not present i believe the plan was for the bride and groom to start on their travels this morning but i doubt whether it will be carried out as i thought i saw indications of a change of purpose before i left which i had no doubt would be strengthened by the reflections of this morning i shall remain to-day and return to richmond to-morrow i wish to go to brandon monday but do not know that i can accomplish it until leaving richmond my whole time was taken up by the august court so that i could do nothing nor see anybody there mildred was all life in white and curls i am staying at general mahone's and have got hold of one of his needle-pins with which i can do nothing excuse illegibility no one has descended to breakfast yet i received on arriving here yesterday at three p m a kind note from our new daughter asking me to come and see her as soon after my arrival as convenient which i did and carried over the necklace which she pronounced very pretty give my love to all most truly yours r e lee mrs m c lee a special car carried general lee and the other wedding guests from richmond to petersburg he did not enter into the gay conversation of the young people but appeared sad and depressed and seemed to dread seeing the town of petersburg and meeting its people this feeling was dispelled by the enthusiastic welcome given him by every one there general mahone whose guest he was to be met him at the depot with a carriage and four white horses many of the citizens tried to take out the horses and pull the carriage into the town but the general protested declaring if they did so he would have to get out and help them the morning after the wedding he drove out to turnbull's to see an old woman who had been very kind to him sending him eggs butter etc when he had had his headquarters near by during the siege on his return he took lunch at mr bowling's and held an impromptu reception everybody coming in to speak to him that night he went to an entertainment given to the bride at mr johnson's he enjoyed the evening very much and expressed his feeling of relief at seeing every one so bright and cheerful he was delighted to find the people so prosperous and to observe that they had it in their hearts to be gay and happy the next morning he returned to richmond he was escorted to the train in the same way in which he had been received all the people turned out to see him leave and he departed amid tremendous cheering my father enjoyed this visit it had been a success in every way his old friends and soldiers called on him in great numbers all eager to look on his face and clasp his hand again the night of the wedding the streets were filled with crowds anxious to see him once more and many to look on him for the first time wherever he was seen he was treated with the greatest love admiration and respect it was with devotion deep sincere and true mixed with awe and sadness that they beheld their old commander on foot in citizen's dress grayer than three years ago but still the same passing along the ways where he had so often ridden on traveller with the noise of battle all around what a change for him what a difference to them but their trust and faith in him was as unshaken as ever 
a glimpse of his feelings at this time is shown in one of his letters written a few weeks later which i will give in its proper place the day after his return to richmond he writes to my mother richmond december first eighteen sixty seven my dear mary i returned here yesterday with custis robert and fitz lee we left fitzhugh and his bride in petersburg mildred is with them in consequence of being told that the new couple were to leave petersburg the morning after the wedding i had made my arrangements to return here saturday if i had known that they would remain till monday as it is now their intention i should have made my arrangements to stay mildred will come up with them on monday and go to mrs caskey's i proposed to custis rob and fitz to remain in petersburg till that time but they preferred coming with me i shall go to brandon to-morrow morning and will take custis and robert with me i propose to return here tuesday finish my business wednesday spend thursday at hickory hill take passage for lexington friday where i hope to arrive saturday as far as i could judge our new daughter will go to baltimore december second and probably return here the following monday fitzhugh will go down to the white house during the week and make arrangements for their sojourn there he can go down in the morning and return in the evening i repeated our invitation to her to visit us on their return from baltimore but she said fitzhugh thought it better for them to defer it till the spring but she would write to let us know i do not think she will come at this time for she is in that happy state which causes her to take pleasure in doing what she thinks he prefers and he i think would like to go to the white house and arrange for the winter i went up to caskey's last evening saw norval but mr and mrs caskey were both sick upstairs the latter is better than when i last wrote and free from pain i paid several visits yesterday evening and took rob with me mrs triplett's mrs peebles mrs branders mrs j r anderson's at the latter place i met mrs robert stannard who looked i thought remarkably well she is living with hugh her son on his farm i also went to mrs dunlop's and saw there general and miss jenny cooper the latter looked remarkably well but the former is very thin they will remain here some weeks i have not seen colonel allen since my return from petersburg but am told that he is better you must give a great deal of love to all with you i am very anxious to get back and i hope that you are all well it is very cold here this morning and ice is abundant good-bye truly and affectionately r e lee the people mentioned here as those he called on were all friends living in richmond with whom my mother had become well acquainted during her stay there in war times there were many others he went to see for i remember going with him he sat only a few minutes at each place called just to shake hands he would say all were delighted to see him from some places where he had been well known he could hardly get away he had a kind word for all and his excuse for hurrying on was that he must try to see so-and-so as mrs lee had told him to be sure to do so he was bright and cheerful and was pleased with the great affection shown him on all sides on the day he had appointed monday the second of december we started in the morning for brandon we took the steamer down james river passing through much of the country where he had opposed mcclellan in sixty two and grant in sixty four custis and i were with him 
he said very little as i remember nothing about the war but was interested in all the old homesteads along the route many of which he had visited in the days long ago and whose owners had been his relatives and friends he expressed great regret at not being able to stop at shirley which was the birthplace and home of his mother before she married he stayed at brandon one night only taking the same boat as it returned next day to richmond they were all glad to see him and sorry to let him go but his plans had been formed beforehand according to his invariable custom and he carried them out without any change spending one day in richmond he went from there to hickory hill thence to lexington arriving there the saturday he had fixed on i bade him and my brother custis good-bye in richmond and returned to my home to my brother fitzhugh after his return from his wedding trip he writes lexington virginia december twenty one eighteen sixty seven my dear fitzhugh i was very glad last night to receive your letter of the eighteenth announcing your return to richmond i did not like my daughter to be so far away i am glad however that you had so pleasant a visit which has no doubt prepared you for the enjoyments of home and will make the repose of xmas week in petersburg doubly agreeable i had a very pleasant visit to brandon after parting with you which custis and robert seemed equally to enjoy and i regretted that i could only spend one night i passed shirley both going and returning with regret from my inability to stop but custis and i spent a day at hickory hill on our way up very agreeably my visit to petersburg was extremely pleasant besides the pleasure of seeing my daughter and being with you which was very great i was gratified in seeing many friends in addition when our armies were in front of petersburg i suffered so much in body and mind on account of the good townspeople especially on that gloomy night when i was forced to abandon them that i have always reverted to them in sadness and sorrow my old feelings returned to me as i passed well-remembered spots and recalled the ravages of the hostile shells but when i saw the cheerfulness with which the people were working to restore their condition and witnessed the comforts with which they were surrounded a load of sorrow which had been pressing upon me for years was lifted from my heart this is bad weather for completing your house but it will soon pass away and your sweet helpmate will make everything go smoothly when the spring opens and the mocking-birds resume their song you will have much to do so you must prepare in time you must give a great deal of love for me to all at mr bowling's to general and mrs mahone and other friends we shall be very glad when you can bring our daughter to see us select the time most convenient to you and do not let it be long distant tell her i wish to see her very much as do also her mamma and sisters your mother regrets that you did not receive her letter in answer to yours from baltimore she wrote the day of its reception and addressed it to new york as you directed the box upon which you inquired arrived safely and was much enjoyed mary is in baltimore where she will probably spend the winter as i am so far from mildred it will be difficult for her to make up her mind when to return so that the whole care of the household devolves upon agnes who is occupied all the morning teaching our niece mildred god bless you all is the prayer of your devoted father r e lee general william h f lee the christmas of eighteen sixty seven i spent as usual in lexington with my father he had been president of the college now a little more than two years the number of professors and students had largely increased 
the chapel had been built many improvements made to the lecture-rooms and halls the grounds improved by the laying out of new roads and walks the enclosures renewed the grass restored to the campus and new shade-trees set out over the college grounds the increase in the number of professors demanded more houses for them as a move in this direction the trustees decided to build a new house for the president so that the one he now occupied could be used for one of the faculty accordingly the appropriation of a sum was made and my father was authorized to build according to a plan of his own selection he took a keen interest in this matter and at once commenced designing a new president's house on the lot which had previously been occupied by an old building devoted to the same purpose this house was completed in the summer of eighteen sixty nine the endowment fund of the college had been increased by liberal contributions from several philanthropic persons and also by a better investment of the resources already belonging to the institution the fees from the greater number of students also added much to its prosperity his interest in the students individually and collectively was untiring by the system of reports made weekly to the president and monthly to the parent or guardian he knew well how each one of his charges was getting on whether or not he was progressing or even holding his own if the report was unsatisfactory the student was sent for and remonstrated with if that had no effect the parents were advised and requested to urge the son to try to do better if the student still persisted in wasting his time and money his parents were asked to call him home as illustrating how well the president was acquainted with the students and how accurate was his remembrance of their individuality it is related that on one occasion a name was read out in faculty meeting which was unfamiliar to him he asked that it be read out again and repeated the name to himself adding in a tone of self-reproach i have no recollection of a student of that name it is very strange that i have forgotten him i thought i knew every one in college how long has he been here an investigation proved that the student had recently entered during his absence and that he had never seen him he won the confidence of the students and very soon their affections he regarded a mass of petty regulations as being only vexatious and yet by his tact and firmness his discipline became most effective very seldom was there any breaking of the laws he was so honoured and loved that they tried to please him in all things of course there were exceptions i give here some letters written to parents and guardians which will show how he tried to induce these triflers to become men lexington virginia march twenty five eighteen sixty six my dear sir i am very glad to learn from your letter of the thirteenth instant that you have written your son in reference to his neglect of his studies i am sure your letter and the kind admonition of his mother will have a beneficial effect upon him i have myself told him as plainly but as kindly as i could that it was necessary for him to change his course or that he would be obliged to return home he has promised me that he would henceforth be diligent and attentive and endeavour in all things to perform his duty i hope that he may succeed for i think he is able to do well if he really makes the effort will you be so kind as to inform mrs w that i have received her letter of the nineteenth it will give me pleasure at all times to aid her son in every way i can but if he desires no benefit from his connection with the college it will be to his interest to return home very truly your obedient servant r e lee 
here is another letter showing the patience and forbearance of the president and his earnest desire to help on in life the young men committed to his charge washington college lexington virginia april twenty eighteen sixty eight my dear sir i regret to see from your letter of the twenty ninth ult to the clerk of the faculty that you have misunderstood their action in reference to your son he was not dismissed as you suppose from college but every means having been tried by the faculty to induce him to attend faithfully and regularly to his studies without effect and great forbearance having been practised it was thought best for him and just to you that he should return home the action of the faculty was purposely designed not to prevent his being received into any other college or to return to this should you so desire the monthly reports are intended to advise parents of the progress of their sons and it was supposed you would have seen the little advancement made by yours in his studies and that no further notice was required the action of the faculty was caused by no immorality on his part but by a systematic neglect of his duties which no counsel on the part of his professors or my own could correct in compliance however with your wishes and on the positive promise of amendment on the part of your son he has been received into college and i sincerely hope that he will apply himself diligently to his studies and make an earnest effort to retrieve the time he has lost with great respect your obedient servant r e lee this letter too shows his fatherly interest washington college lexington virginia march nineteenth eighteen sixty eight my dear sir before this you have learned the affecting death of your son i can say nothing to mitigate your grief or to relieve your sorrow but if the sincere sympathy of his comrades and friends and of the entire community can bring you any consolation i can assure you that you possess it in its fullest extent when one in the pureness and freshness of youth before having been contaminated by sin or afflicted by misery is called to the presence of his merciful creator it must be solely for his good as difficult as this may be for you now to recognize i hope you will keep it constantly in your memory and take it to your comfort and i pray that he who in his wise providence has permitted this crushing sorrow may sanctify it to the happiness of all your son and his friend mr byerly often passed their leisure hours in rowing on the river and on last saturday afternoon the fourth instant attempted what they had more than once been cautioned against to approach the foot of the dam at the public bridge unfortunately their boat was caught by the return current struck by the falling water and was immediately upset their perilous position was at once seen from the shore and aid was hurried to their relief but before it could reach them both had perished efforts to restore your son's life though long continued were unavailing mr byerly's body was not found until next morning their remains were yesterday sunday conveyed to the episcopal church in this city where the sacred ceremonies for the dead were performed by the rev dr pendleton who nineteen years ago at the far-off home of their infancy placed upon them their baptismal vows 
after the service a long procession of the professors and students of the college the officers and cadets of the virginia military academy and the citizens of lexington accompanied their bodies to the packet boat for lynchburg where they were placed in charge of messrs wheeler and baker to convey them to frederick city with great regard and sincere sympathy i am most respectfully r e lee End of chapter 16